0: Every successful business, big or small, depends on the skills and motivation of their workforce. And in today's highly competitive world of business, every employee counts. And that's why we're here, to help you find better. Welcome to the Monster Hiring Podcast, featuring expert advice on how to hire, lead and motivate your workforce, and keep yourself motivated. I'm Connie Blazik, editor of the Monster Resource Center. Thank you for tuning in. I invite you to visit our library of resources at hiring.monster.com. Irrational behavior is a common fact of life. Unfortunately, it's often part of our work life too. In this podcast, we look at the modus operandi of irrational or crazy-making behavior in the workplace and how you can manage it and deflect it. Stay tuned. Whether it's a bullying boss or a manipulative co-worker, you've likely encountered some irrational behavior at your workplace. And unfortunately, it can have a damaging impact on mental health and productivity. As a psychiatrist and crisis counselor, author Mark Goulston has managed seriously delusional behavior, which has given him the perspective that crazy or irrational behavior is a problem that most of us face every day. Mark joins us now to disseminate some of the findings from his book, called Talking to Crazy, How to Deal with the Irrational and Impossible People in Your Life. It's published by Amicom Books. Mark, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Happy to be with you today.
0: So this is a topic that obviously touches every aspect of our life, from our families to our relationships, but it seems to me that the workplace is probably tailor-made for irrational behavior. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, when people hear what the title is, they invariably smile, and I say, what are you smiling at? And they say, I think I do this every day.
0: Mm. And when you bring that into a sort of confined workplace uh, context of these are people who you did not choose to work with, but you are given people to work with, it can become probably pretty complicated very quickly.
1: Oh, yes. And, and In fact, over time, just the mention of their name, just a text message, an email, uh, or seeing their name written uh, causes you to feel kind of a, either a, a pit in your stomach or a lump in your throat. So, And, and that's because you're thinking to yourself, I wonder what this is about. Uh, here we go again. What preposterous thing are they going to uh, be asking me? And so they trigger what we call anticipatory anxiety over time. Mm-hmm. And then you want to avoid it, and often you can't.
0: Right, right. Well, let's uh, start, if we could, by defining that word crazy, because you use it quite a bit in the book, and it's, it can be a loaded term. If you can define, what, what defines common, everyday crazy?
1: Well, I make a distinction between crazy and mental illness. I am a psychiatrist, and I have great compassion for people who are mentally ill, And to me, people who are dealing with a serious mental illness can't help but act the way they do until that mental illness is helped or until it's treated. Whereas to me, crazy people uh, are the people that drive us crazy, and they could choose to not act that way, and actually in different settings. So for instance, someone who manages up very well but manages down poorly... Uh, to me, the crazy people I'm referring to are the people who could act differently, but choose not to.
0: Mm-hmm. And that is probably just because we're creatures of habit.
1: Uh, absolutely. We're creatures of habit. And But there are people that you know are kind of creatures of opportunity. Uh, there's a saying I've heard that people who don't know how to seize opportunity uh, or take advantage of opportunity find a way to take advantage of people.
0: hmm So that's interesting, people who can manage up and then have a problem managing down. What are some of the other types of irrational behavior you've most commonly seen in the workplace, or what are some of the the more notable types of behavior that stand out?
1: Well, I think the most notable uh, uh, irrational behavior uh, that I think drives managers and leaders crazy is drama. And when people overly dramatize their point to try and get it through, I think that drives, that often drives employers crazy. In fact, I work with a number of entrepreneurs, and, uh, and I spoke to a group of them, over a hundred of them, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I just realized the single word that you dislike more than all other words in business, and they looked at me, and they said, what? And I said, you can't stand the word people. <laughs> because it Uh-oh. always feels like it's going to be followed with some excuse for uh, for poor behavior. And they all laughed, and I said, gotcha.
0: Mm. So that's, to me, an example of that it-takes-two-to-tango kind of idea, where you're bringing presumptions to the context of working with others before anything even happens.
1: That is totally true. Um uh, <clears throat> And, uh, and Because if you're anticipating someone to react or respond poorly, you're already a little bit uptight. And often these people, uh, these irrational people, uh, will sense that and it escalates. And, and by the way, uh, I make a distinction between irrational and non-rational. Mm. So we talked earlier about mentally ill People I see them as more non-rational, meaning that they're just not able to summon being rational in a situation. Whereas the focus of talking to crazy is on irrational people, meaning it's it almost seems to have an ulterior motive. And and something that's also very common in irrational people is they often uh, approach situations this way because they feel this is the way for them to get their point or to get out of a situation where they might be blamed for something. So actually, to them, it's not irrational. They, they, uh, I think they uh, believe that if they can uh, either manipulate someone or overwhelm them, that often the other person is uh, is not going to ask them to do something they don't want to do or is not going to uh, hold them accountable and the reason for that is that nearly all these people get the better of employers and managers because when they drive managers and employers crazy, what happens is the manager or employee is putting energy into keeping a lid on their frustration and exasperation uh, and from wanting to react in a way that might not be that productive. mm
0: mm-hmm. Well, you talk about one of the methods of dealing with irrational behavior is to lean into that person's irrationality, which is probably pretty much the exact opposite of what most people would be inclined to do. But I'm wondering if that is a technique that that would be appropriate for the workplace.
1: Well, I think it very much is. Because if you think that what underlies uh, someone who is acting irrationally or crazy, that underneath what they're talking about is something else. And usually it's it's fear of something. Mm-hmm. And so if you can realize that there is something underneath the way they're behaving, if you, uh, instead of reacting to them, if you, first of all, uh, expect these people to act this way because these these people have a track record of doing it, hold a little bit of yourself back, and then when they act that way, Let them finish, and then pause, and lean into what they're saying, and and uh, with with a with a proper tone, a tone of inquiry, uh, wanting to hear more. You can say to them, you know, I can understand that you're frustrated. What's really going on? And they'll say, what? You say, no, I understand that you're frustrated. What's really going on? And I like using the word frustration. Because most people will own up to frustration without getting defensive. Whereas, if you can say, "I understand that you're angry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's really going on?" People may take offense at you calling them angry,
0: right?
1: And when you lean into that, and 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 if you and if your intention is that there's something else going on, they will open up. Uh, what will happen is, if you're steadfast, they will open up, and you'll usually find out what's really going on.
0: Hmm. So you just have to be willing to deal with whatever that opening up is. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, absolutely! But and there's something that I talk about in my book, Just Listen, which preceded talking to crazy. And it's called conversation deepeners. So uh, the the steps for people <clears throat> who are listening or going to be reading this should follow is identify the people who are most likely to act this way. Uh, second step is don't expect them not to act this way in a conversation that starts to escalate. Uh, and then third, uh, uh, wait for them to do what they are going to do so, uh, and don't feel blindsided by it. And then the next step is let them finish whatever they're uh, saying, but make note of the words they use where they have emotion attached to it. So if they use words like awful, horrendous, Uh, Or uh, their inflection goes up. We really need to take care of this. Pause, let them finish, and lean in. And a conversation deepener would be say more about the horrendous. And when you are with them, or you can even detect this on tone on a phone, they're going to go, they're going to say, What? Uh, Because you're changing the dynamic. Say, yes, say more about the horrendous situation, because that seems like something we need to find out more about and find a way to deal with that. And what will happen is you'll find yourself centered in the conversation. You'll find yourself taking charge of the conversation without being controlling or judgmental. And you will actually notice them kind of get a little befuddled, and they will start to cooperate more.
0: Hmm. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. I can imagine a manager doing this of an employee who is exhibiting irrational behavior, but how well would this work for an employee to do it with their manager without kind of that that sense of you're above me, right? You have more authority than I do, without, you know, sort of aggravating that person even more.
1: Uh, When you're dealing with a manager who's irrational or a bully, a good word to use in business uh, you know, within companies is the I word, important. Because many people who act up, act up and act out because for some reason or another they feel treated as unimportant. So when you can say to someone, there's something very important in what you're saying and I want to make sure I don't miss it, and I'm getting distracted because, you know, kind of the other things you're saying are distracting me. So I don't miss it. Can you, could you tell me exactly what that
0: is? Mm-hmm. So you're sort of removing the intensity of the situation to try to get to the essence of the message.
1: Absolutely. It's what I call uh, uh, listening into the eye of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And there often is an eye of a hurricane. And, and you know, inside, uh, most people uh, that, are, that are not dyed in the wool Dysfunctional, you know, there is a desire to get better results. Um, and so the, the whole basis of the book is then, instead of reacting that way, uh, what to do differently uh, to deal more effectively with uh, these irrational people.
0: Right. I like the term that you use in the book when you're talking about that when the emotional brain is activated, when somebody is exhibiting irrational behavior and you respond to it. With uh, an amygdala hijack, it's a hijacking of your own emotional self.
1: Absolutely. The amygdala is a bunch of cells in our emotional brain. I'm a fan of a model called the triune brain, which basically says we have a human rational brain, uh, which is uh, rather new, and we have a, an older mammalian emotional brain which is a good deal older, and then we our most primitive is our reptile fight-or-flight brain. And what happens is when someone triggers us, our emotional brain, instead of being able to access our rational brain. And our rational brain is the ability to look at a situation uh, as it is, as opposed to reacting to it uh, uh, based on sort of old habits that may not be appropriate for this present situation. And so uh, all irrational and difficult people, they get the better of us because they cause an amygdala hijack in us so that rather than being able to pause and assess the situation or deal with it calmly and rationally, they throw us into our reptile brain and then we're doing everything we can to keep a lid on it, but we're not thinking rationally. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, talk about the uh, hiring process and how this might work in that context. For instance, when an employer is assessing a potential new hire, how can they assess them for their the health of their overall rational behavior?
1: Well, there's a, there's a mnemonic that we uh, use or an acronym that we use in the book, and it's called FUDCRUD, F-U-D, <laughs> CRUD. And what FUDCRUD stands for is frustrated, upset, disappointed and you can ask a, a candidate you know in your last job talk about a situation in which you felt frustrated upset or disappointed and uh, give me an example of that and what that was about and and uh, and and then what happened and what you're looking for is are uh, for people who can take responsibility for their participation in uh, things that uh, that go wrong, because every day we have hiccups at work. And uh, and if the person, uh, in answer to that question, is always externalizing, well, they did this, and they did that, and they let other people do such and such, well, there's a good chance you're dealing with someone uh, who is, who at the very least externalizes responsibility, but could also be a blamer, could also be a finger-pointer. Uh, and could be someone you'd want to avoid. what you're really looking for is uh, for them to to own up to their part uh, participation in the uh, in the situation. and if they're really blowing it, and we call it fud crud because if they just externalize it, uh, what what they're demonstrating is someone who's who's not go- going to be willing to be accountable uh, as much as someone who takes responsibility. And if they blow it, you can say, well, well, what was your responsibility in the situation in terms of causing it and then what happened? And then see how they deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes employers, I think, struggle with, you know, employees who um, have some of this irrational behavior. And it becomes difficult at times to distinguish between the crazy-making behavior and what could be more significant issues going on. Uh, Any advice in that territory of foreign players? I I think
1: what you're alluding to is uh, how do you tell when someone's just crazy-making behavior uh, versus someone with a significant mental illness? Right. And uh, and I think it's something you identify over time. And when you're dealing with someone in which every conversation uh, seems to... uh, trigger their defensiveness taking it personally um and you're saying to yourself boy they're they're being their imagination is running wild with them Uh, or you can even use even if you're a layman you can say i think they might be paranoid and often you need to see that over time and if it's a repetitive pattern the more repetitive the pattern the more it's likely to be ingrained with them as opposed to something that's situational
0: that certainly is a very Zen point of view to take in that kind of situation. That is, that is
1: Zen on steroids.
0: <laughs> so to get to that Zen place, the book does include some exercises that people can, can take to ask of themselves, what is my modus operandi and what are the things that drive me toward irrational behavior? Um, is that something that you would advocate certainly managers and people in positions of you know, higher ups should do for themselves?
1: Oh absolutely. I think uh in fact, I think the more effective and more evolved manager or leader uh and I know you interviewed Bill George about authentic leadership and he's uh I'm a huge fan of him. Hmm. Uh you know, I think the more aware you are of yourself and how you may come across uh and how you might want to correct the way you come across. If it's not getting you the results you need, I, I think the more authentic leaders and managers understand the power of that. And people will feel, boy, it's an honor to work for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark, it's been great to speak with you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Author Mark Goulston is a psychiatrist, crisis counselor, consultant, and business counselor. His latest book is Talking to Crazy, How to Deal with the Irrational and Impossible People in Your Life, published by Amicom Books. That brings this podcast to a close. You can find an excerpt from Talking to Crazy on the Monster Resource Center, as well as a transcript of this interview. Visit hiring.monster.com and click on the Resource Center tab. And that's where you'll also find a special offer for Monster Podcast listeners who are looking to find better. I'm Connie Blazik. Be well, and thank you for listening.